Ladies and gentlemen, Jean-Michel Glachon again. I'm still at Harvard University. You won't believe it if you cross the river here, here the Charles River, on the other bank you have MIT. And at MIT, I'm, I'm seeing my uh, good friend, Daniel Herman. Daniel Herman is a former head of the lab for environment and energy policy. And if you know Denis, you know also that at front at front school, let's say, he has been responsible for um, a climate research unit. Today I'm with Denis. Denis knows well the EU, so that's good to have a small discussion together. Denis, you frequently uh, say that energy policy and climate policy are two different things, but in EU, most of the time, we take one for the other. Yes, I think that's the debate in Europe, as I observe it, is uh, what is the objective of what has become a conflated or a confused energy and climate policy? Because they are two different things. I mean, energy policy traditionally is oftentimes associated with energy security, the internal market, more recently with transforming the energy system in ways. And climate policy is really concerned with the radiative balance of the earth, the radiative forcing from human greenhouse gas emissions and reducing them. And I think the problem, particularly I look at it more from a climate policy standpoint, the problem to my mind is climate policy is in danger of becoming like what I regard energy security, both in Europe and particularly in the United States, that it's a justification for everything and for nothing and with but, no results. But what could you tell it a danger? Why in the EU we are so proud of all 2020-2020 targets for 2020? Is it a danger or <laughs> no, a I think No, I think the, I, I mean, first of all, I would give credit to the European Union has by far and away the most <clears throat> aggressive uh, and I would say coherent climate policy uh, of any country or nations. I mean, it's pushed further in trying to control and limit greenhouse gas emissions in any other country uh, or group of nations, uh, you know, in the world. Uh, but I, I think the debate that I see sort of 2020-2020, by 2020, the 2020 policy is sort of a little bit of everything for everyone. So you have renewable energy, energy efficiency, uh, climate objectives, and as we've moved, and so that's been necessary to get everything started. But as now the debate starts on 2030, yeah, exactly. That's what I, see... I was willing to say. Do you prefer 2030 or 2020? Yeah, well, as, as... No, 2030. I think the debate. I mean, I'm not a European, so I'm not. I'm I know. Observing, I know. I'm observing. You're the troll, then. I'm observing this debate from afar with great interest. Uh, but as I see the debate, there's in the 2030 proposal, there's sort of these climate, there's the ETS, the, what is it called, the signal yeah, achievement yeah. of European energy policy. Yeah. There are all these energy, and not just energy, but jobs and employment and security, these other issues, and they're sort of put aside. Or ah, they're not put okay. aside, but there's a separate governance, there's a complicated governance. But did you read the Energy Union uh, Manifesto of yes, Commission? I think that's continuing. So the basic problem what you, here... What do you think about it, I think Energy Union? 
It's the continuation of the process of what I call institutional and rhetorical envelopment. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is the history of the European Union, which is you don't have bold strokes of policy that people now suddenly see the light and everybody does the right thing. It's a long, arduous, painful even process of incremental changes and people finally coming to agree to do certain things and you just move across incrementally. And I think that's energy union is a nice sort of banner, but notice it is the energy union. It isn't the energy and climate union, it's the energy union, which is part of this, you know, there's the climate instrument, the EU. You, you are doing rhetoric, you too, and with the yes, world. Yes, yes, and then there's the energy union over here, which is all these complicated energy problems. But think, you have a climate union. It's called okay. ETS. Oh, okay. We and already it's have a, it's in place. You don't have an energy union, and you have this institutional problem, which is that every member state has complete prerogative in the energy thing unless everyone agrees, so the unanimity rule. So how do you get around this, or how do you... And that's unlikely to be changed. So the uh, energy union is... Denis, I think that before, before depressing all Europeans listening to you, Uh, we should better call for another beer and uh, say goodbye to our audience. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have seen that uh, Denis knows a lot about um, us, but he is seeing us more and more rhetorical. Uh, okay, well, at times, but, but real life. All right. Thank you, Denis. Thank you, Jean-Michel. Another beer for us, please. All right.